Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bridging Impact Podcast, the podcast that bridges wisdom from generation to generation. And I'm your host, Justin Furtado. My guest today is the one and only Nikki Spears. Nikki Spears is currently the Training and Development Specialist at Culture Creation. She is the author of a book, The Beauty Underneath the Struggle, Creating Your Bus Story. And in our conversation today, we talk about empowering our team. We talk about the power of creating. And we talk about embracing a leadership mindset and being 100% responsible for our actions to make the world a better place. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, Nikki, and welcome to the Bridging Impact Podcast. I'm thrilled to have another podcast episode with you today and talk about empowering leaders, culture creation, maybe writing books, and really focusing on developing the next generation of, of youth and youth leaders. So we'd like to start our podcast with how do you define impactful leadership and how does impactful leadership show up for you in your everyday life with the so many things you do Ooh, that's a good question thank you so much for having me justin so uh, your first question is what is impactful leadership you know over the years my idea of what leadership is has changed uh you know in the beginning when i first became a leader and i was searching for oh what what is leadership it was really a position or having that title. Uh, but what I've realized is the most impactful leadership is learning to lead yourself. That's what leadership is all about. And so when I go in and I'm talking to uh, leaders and I'm talking to educators, I am really talking about how do we find the leader, discover the leader within, because what happens is a lot of time we look for leadership outside of ourselves when we are the ones who lead our lives. We are the, the, the ones who determine who we are. We are the ones who determine how we show up. And so uh, when we talk about impactful leadership, the question is, how am I leading myself? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That totally makes sense. And now I'd like to, you know, step back a little bit. Right. And you talked a little bit about, you, you talked about, you know, authoritative leadership or leadership in a position. Where did these ideas come from and, and how did you get kind of started in this leader on your leadership journey? Uh, so where did that start? I think, you know, I'm, I'm thinking as a, as a little girl and growing up in this world, we look at, you know, people with titles and positions, even when we think about our own family, you know, mom, dad are in charge of the family. And then as you grow older, you go into your, your workplace and then you have a manager or a boss. Uh, and, and with me, I went into education and I had a principal who was in charge. So you saw all these people that were put in these leadership positions and they were the ones who were calling the shots, you know, sort of. So your parents were the ones calling the shots or maybe it could be your pastor. Maybe it could be, uh, you know, your supervisors, but you felt like they were the ones calling the shots. When I became a principal and I was put in a leadership position, I realized that I couldn't do this by myself. There is not, you know, uh, one person cannot lead an entire organization. It takes people to first lead themselves. And so when you can get people to understand that they are leading their own lives and empowering them to do so, that's how you build culture. 
And people do it all backwards, Justin. They want me to come in and they want me to fix their team, you know, and they say, Nikki, what can you do to fix my team? We have a very negative culture here. And I said, I'm gonna fix your team by having them understand what leadership is and that they are all leaders, that they first have their personal culture and then that personal culture transitions into our team culture. And so if we can all assess who we are on an individual basis, we become better teammates. And when we become better teammates, we, be we make a better environment to work in. So I think my transition from, I think that's what you asked me, from you know, my, my idea of what leadership is, is understanding that you know, people have these titles and positions of authority. However, I am the greatest authority over my own life. No one can make me do anything or think anything unless I allow them to do it, unless, unless I give them permission to do that. So actually, I'm leading myself. Right, taking ownership of your of your own self, your own life, and being able to recognize that that you can be a leader in the team and and influence the people around you and the culture. So I'm curious, could you expand a little bit more on on what being a leader of yourself looks like for someone mm -hmm. who may not see themselves as a leader? Because right now I I see myself as a leader, but you know, taking myself back of three four years ago, maybe I didn't. So like for those. Where, where do you start um, and, and how does that process really begin? Okay, I think it first starts with changing your idea of this position, you know. Uh, mm. Leadership is like I said, is leading self. How well do you know yourself? So when we think about becoming a great leader of self, first I need to take responsibility for my life. A lot of times, Justin, we want to blame things on our parents we want to blame things on society. Uh, we want to blame things maybe on our schooling, our friends, our bosses. We, we don't take ownership. And so our society is accustomed to placing blame on something outside of ourselves. Leading yourself, first of all, is about understanding I'm responsible for this life. I made the decisions uh, that I made. If I don't like the life I have, I need to look at and examine the decisions I made and make different decisions. So for me, becoming a, a better leader or how to lead yourself is being responsible for yourself and your actions and your ideas. It is being aware, uh, being aware of who you are, being aware of your beliefs, your belief systems, and if those belief systems are serving you well or not. Being open, being open to different people, to different ideas. Uh, being courageous. If you're going to lead yourself or anybody else in this world, guess what? We're going to have to be courageous because we're going to have to be able to look in the mirror and face some things that maybe we didn't face before. Uh, own some things about ourselves. So we have to be courageous. We need to be more grateful. Have an attitude of gratitude. We talk to people today, Justin, and they are so focused on all the negative things happening around us and they forget that there are miracles happening each and every day. Uh, so being grateful. Understanding that we all have an awesome talent, that Justin, there is no one else like you on this earth. And knowing that makes you just an awesome individual and you have something unique to share with the world. So not only being courageous, being grateful, but sharing that light and that awesomeness with others and ultimately 
just being you, being the person that God created you to be so that you can come in and do the things that he needs you to do. Uh, and, and so we were all called to do something great in this world. My calling may not look like yours, yours may not look like mine. However, we each have something to contribute to this world. And that's how we began to lead ourselves is by looking at ourselves and focusing in on those areas. Right. No, it's about understanding the impact that you bring to each team. We all, like you said, are are different. We have our own unique DNAs and we need to, to again, paraphrase what you're talking about, to be ourselves, yes. right? Instead of like trying to compare ourselves like in society where in you know, we kinda of talked a little little bit about this pre podcast, but it's it's challenging right when you're looking at all these social media images of what we should be right and how we should act and we we know deep down that's not us but we think that's you know we're we're social creatures and we want to be we want to fit in with our peers right i think it takes takes courage like you're talking about to look at yourself in the mirror and be like i'm not like this other person on instagram i'm not like this other person on linkedin I'm, I am me and I bring this value to the team and also talking about like kind of the attitude of gratitude is like something that I even almost fell you know I don't want to say victim to but I, I was a little bit challenged with towards the end of last year when I was moved to Los Angeles was it, it was really challenging for me and then some of the things became have to's instead of get to's and my attitude honestly soured a little bit and then this year I decided to really be like I get to you know go substitute teach I get yeah. to coach basketball to youth and it's been kind of an, an unlocker and more opportunities have been coming to me and I've been enjoying, you know, the process more. So I'd love to talk a little bit. I love that. What you said, it said, it says, you said, I changed my attitude and now other things have been coming to me more. And right. Justin, I learned that. I mean, I wish I had known all this stuff when I was back in my twenties and thirties, I really struggled with that. I mean, I, I was in this negative bubble and I didn't know how to get out of it. But once I started focusing on the positive, and I know it sounds a little cliche or fluffy, but when you said that, don't you agree that when we focus on the good, those things expand in our lives? And so when we, it, 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 whatever you choose to focus on, and if you choose to focus on all the struggles in the world, then you're gonna bring in a lot of that energy but when you turn your focus to gratitude and the positive things, then more of those things start to flow in your life. Not only that, you're going to get some new opportunities that's going to come to you and, and, uh, with that mindset. And, and so I think that's so important for people to understand. Yeah, 100%. I, I really couldn't agree more. Um, and I mean, it's like attracting... So, I mean, I've, I've heard about this thing with a car, right? Like I used to drive a Volvo and I used to see Volvos all the time, but now I drive a Prius and I, I honestly, there are a lot of Priuses on the road, but I see Priuses all the yeah. time, right? It's kind of like when you have that thing, it's in your mind, like you're, you're able to see it. So with that being said, how do you, how do you then, you know, start to recognize yourself and then become a better team player and create some of these cultures that, that you're hoping to create? So I think becoming, a, I'm, I'm really big on focusing on myself, my own energy. And I believe that if everybody were to do that, that's how we create better teams. The problem in our, in our, on our teams is we can see right away, Justin, Justin is like this, or maybe John does this, or Julie does, 
But rarely do we talk about what can I do or what am I doing? And that's powerful because really I have no control over Justin, John, or Julie. The only person mm -hmm. I have control over is me. And so uh, in, in my, the way I show up, my reactions, my responses to things, my attitude, it's all me. And get this, we assign meaning to the things that's happening around us, okay? So based on my belief system, based on my experiences and my ideas, I can wake up in the morning and I can see a, either a good morning or I can see the bad morning. Uh, it all depends on how I choose to frame it. And so because we all have that power, we need to understand that we are the ones who create the world around us. Nobody is doing it to us. We get to create that ourselves based on how we choose to see the world and the things we choose to focus on. Right. You know, it, it is it's a choice and in, in an opportunity to create like I, I like the word create and I, I almost want to start keep going on the conversation about creating because for the past three years you know the content creation is kind of a, a buzzword buzz topic and I've really helped it's helped discover myself because I've been creating and I've been learning so much about mm -hmm. myself and I'm I'm like writing I'm making videos and like it's almost like helping me create the way I see the world and it's giving me some of these opportunities that I'm talking about and connecting and sharing sharing my values and ethos with the world I, I would love for you to expand on what, what creating means for you because you, your brand is culture creation, uh -huh. right? And it's and I know that creation starts with the self, but I, I'd love for you to just expand more on, on creating. Yes, we're, we're all creations from the creator. And so here on this earth, we're constantly creating. No matter if you're creating you know, with your hands, you're also creating with your mind. So when we wake up in the morning, we're creating our reality. And either we can choose to adopt a negative reality, and that's our creation that we've created, or we can choose to create something positive. So when, uh, for example, when we look at something as big as COVID, and you talk to people, and, and people are just so down because they see the biggest struggle that this world has faced uh, you know, in, in our times. It's like the biggest thing that we face and, and we've been going through this for so many years. This is maybe the darkest time for some people. Whereas I change that, Justin, to say, this is the brightest time because this is a time for us to self-reflect. This is a time for us to really think about who we are as leaders and leading ourselves. This is a time to create, uh, to create something we've never created before. And so it's in these moments uh, that are the toughest is that when we become our most creative, this is when people are creating their own businesses. People are leaving jobs to create things that they want to do rather than they have to do. They're not just going into work. People are saying, you know what, I'm done with work. This is what I want to do and I can create that. So with culture creation, uh, we believe that people create their own culture. And that starts with personal culture first. Like when I talk about leadership, you know, uh, self, leading self, that's a part of creating your culture and building your own personal culture so that when you go in and, and you're working with a team, now you understand who you are as your personal culture, and now you can create a more positive team culture. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to touch on, so your book, Beauty Underneath the Struggle, and you've touched on it a few times, and you, you talked about pottery <laughs> in, in one of your recent blog yeah. articles and, and about like kind of the cracks. And so, you know, you talk about leading with the, that kindness and that love and attracting, attracting that. So for those that are going through, you know, this, this challenging time of COVID, which is, it's been very difficult for quite a, quite a lot of people. I'm curious how, how you have used in, in your, um, past, like an opportunities of, you know, some of these challenging times to invite and, in, and create this own culture. Yeah. Uh, COVID has presented a, a, a lot of different struggles and I'm, I'm sure all of us can relate. Some of us have lost family members. For me, um, you know, one of my, my brother was in the hospital for three months. Uh, my dad had COVID. Uh, I've had a lot of personal issues happening here lately. I have really been tested with finding the beauty underneath the struggle. And when I look back on any struggle, and I think everybody who's listening, if you can find any struggle in your life no it doesn't matter if it happened you know years ago before COVID or if it's happening now during COVID with any of these struggles that we've had these these events these things that have happened have really propelled us forward or they should anyway there was always a learning in the struggle and that's the beauty of it so the beauty is not always, you know, it's not always beautiful. Uh, I think the beauty is that we we evolve into the people that we are meant to be on this earth. That's the beauty of it. Some of it is not beautiful. When we lose a family member, that's not beautiful. When someone becomes so ill, you know, that's not beautiful. Uh, you know, when, when people are so angry at one another, that's not beautiful. The beauty is that we, we pick ourselves up and, and we keep going and we learn, we learn from the journey how to be better people as we continue to our destination, wherever that is, you know. Uh, but we pick up this wisdom and we become better leaders of ourselves uh, because of these things. And that's the way I look at the beauty underneath the struggle. Yeah, we learn from this evolution of, of challenge, I feel like, and I've been reading a book called The Inner Game of Tennis and in one of the chapters they were talking about right I don't even play tennis but I, I kind of get the point of you know sometimes when you're playing a game or you want to play you want to play the easy opponent so you can win yeah. right? but that's not going to get you better it's better to play the opponent that is going to get you better and a lot of times it's these challenges and obstacles that you really you know you don't want to play but <laughs> playing them playing them is going to help you you know evolve as a human right and I believe I, that's something that's that's personally happened for me in, in moving to Los Angeles and like feeling like an outsider and like, you know, I'm not a city person <laughs> per se. And so, but I, I feel like I've grown as a leader in my ability to connect with so many different people yeah. because I'm working with so many different people versus before, right? Like in the Pacific Northwest, it was, you know, I was working with less, less diversity, less culture. And I, you know, it's a, it's a, okay because that was my experience at the time but now I'm becoming a better leader and a better connector and you're it's, it's like you're expanding yourself right that expansion mm. yep. and so that's always better because now you're getting new experiences you're being more open to new experiences and yeah it can be very uncomfortable but that's part of the growth uh, and and so 
that's going to lead you to wherever uh, God is leading you. I'm a believer. You don't have to be. Uh, whoever is listening don't have to be. But wherever God is leading you to go, uh, all of these things is, is helping you get there. And the struggles are as well, you know. So if, if things were always great, what do you learn? Right? If you, 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 you pretty much become complacent because there'd be no need to do anything. The struggle really makes you get up and you have to push, you have to do something different. That's what the struggle does. It says you can't continue to do. With, with COVID, we can't continue to have the same mindset that we had two, three years ago. We have to come in here with a different mindset in order to deal with what's happening with COVID not only on our physical health, but our mental health. So we're gonna to have to change some of these belief systems that we have that we've adopted long ago. And we're gonna to have to confront some of these things and say, is this belief serving me well or not? You know, just because I learned this from my big mama or I learned this from my parents, that doesn't mean that this is serving me well in this moment. So there have been several things I've had to confront about myself, about my upbringing, that I'd say, hmm, is that serving me well right now? I don't think so. This this is my new belief. Yeah, sometimes it's about rethinking rethinking that that belief, the old belief systems that we've had. And I I was honestly my next question was going to be like, where did some of this desire, you know, before like you went on this culture creation, this author, motivational speaker journey, you know, you were working with with kids and students as a teacher. And I'm just curious. Number one, where did that come from and wanting to kind of give back to the next generation? Because bridging impact, right? We want to impact the mm -hmm. next generation. And then to follow that, what are some of the things that you've had to relearn and rethink or unlearn in that process as well? So I think my, uh, my passion with culture, uh, I think, started as a young kid. And I wouldn't have referred to it as culture at the time because that wasn't a word I used, but it started in my family. I grew up in a family where there was a lot of conflict. And there was conflict at the top with my parents, which trickled down to the kids, which caused a lot of division. And as the oldest child in the family, I wanted to fix it. I felt like it was my job to fix it. And so I spent a lot of time thinking, thinking, how can I change this person? How can I change this person? How can I bring people together? And I was constantly thinking about that. Once I became an adult, I started thinking that uh, I wanted to go into education because education would be that place where I could touch everybody. I could touch the families, I could touch the kids, uh, and I could touch the community, and I could bring all these people together. And I saw how magical that was as a preschool teacher. I worked with Head Start. And Head Start is all about the family component, bringing people together, uh, the families, the community, the students. And I saw how that worked magically. And I, be I began to understand more about culture and how to create a positive environment. And that was about empowering people, giving them a voice. Parents would actually come into our classroom and they would help uh, develop lessons with us. We would make home visits. And so that was that, that connection that we had where they felt empowered to say, these are things my kids are learning. These are things they need to know. These are things that are helpful. These are things that would be helpful to me and my family. 
so they had a voice. And so I took that into public education with me and became one of those teachers that was different from everybody else because instead of pushing parents out of the classroom, I had a room full of parents and people didn't understand it. My peers would look at me and like, Nikki, why do you have these parents in the classroom? Now we have to have parents in the classroom. But I understood how to empower my parents so that they could then empower students and I wasn't doing so much work. I had people reading, parents reading with students in one corner, writing with students in another corner. I had a, a, I had a system of people working together for a common cause. And so I began to see that as, as a teacher and how to create that. And in my, as, a, as a principal and, and being a leader, I, I totally understood that it was about empowering people. It wasn't about telling people what to do and this is your job and micromanaging, but empowering people to uh, embrace our mission, our vision, and, and then uh, allowing them to have say-so in, in how we do these things, right? Uh, so that's, that's where my love and my passion, it all began when I was a little girl and I got an opportunity uh, to leave my job after I saw what was happening as a principal and how many other people were trying to create the same environment I was trying to create and uh, left my job to help schools and, and uh, organizations do that is, is build culture. And I'm sorry, I forgot your second question. <laughs> No, we'll go from there. Okay. I think I want to I want to dig in a little bit on on empowerment because that's something that I definitely believe in as a coach. I try and even for my for the young athletes that are only six to nine, I try and let them sometimes lead warm ups or like give them a choice and like have them then choose and pick. And I, I'd honestly love to even explore how you got that parents engaged and involved. But just to kind of like keep it broad in general for those that are listening, like what. How do you empower? How did you empower those parents? How do you continue to empower your your team teammates, your your employees, and and all the people that you come in touch with? So em empowerment first starts with the idea that I cannot do this alone. You know, we are a team, mm. and uh, the, sometimes if you have a mindset that as the leader everything is on me, it's going to be hard for you to empower. So you first have to change your idea of what you know, leadership is and, and empowerment. Empowerment is understanding, like I said to you earlier, is that there is no other person like Justin on this earth. And because Justin is the only person like Justin, Justin brings certain skill sets. I need to know what those are, okay? I need to get to know my team members well enough where even if they don't know Justin, because you're going to run into a lot of kids who say, I don't have any talents. I don't know what those are. As a leader, you can help them discover those. You see things in people that they don't see in themselves, and they start to shine because all of us want to be recognized. I mean, when I'm out speaking to people, and uh, people love when you say, Justin, I see you. People love when you recognize them. And so when you empower, that is a way of recognizing that I see you, I see your gifts, I, I need your gifts, I want them here. And that's what empowerment is all about. It's just recognizing that people have value to add to your community and it's not just you because you hold a title. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's giving people, like, I, I'm definitely a big believer in getting to know your team members, you know, whether they're, it's the youth you're coaching or the team members that are 
really you're the same level of of I guess you know we we're talking about positions um, <laughs> and saying I see you right and getting to know them you know I, I try and ask no matter what it is whether I'm substitute teaching I'll ask something that's not about school or if it's about basketball I'll ask something about school and trying to get to know the whole person right like it's not about just like one you know one aspect of their life you know humans have multiple, multiple. interests right, right. And I, and, and I do, I think, you know, as I hear you talking about, like, sometimes people don't recognize their own strengths and you got to tell them so they can be like, oh, and then they can start thinking about it and empowering themselves, right? But sometimes they don't recognize that right away. And I think that's a, that's a good reminder for me as a leader to be like, you know, maybe this, you know, student doesn't have a great jump shot, mm-hmm. but maybe they're great, play great defense and like, oh, then they can like start building that and building that self-confidence around that. Um, to, to use basketball as an example, right? And I, I really like, I want to talk about this important piece of connection with your, with every, everyone on your team and really just humans in general. And, and you've touched on it a little bit, but I think it's probably pretty important to the, the fabric of culture creation. Connection, is that what you asked? Connection, connection yeah. It, connection to me is a lot, of, a lot like empowerment and empowering mm-hmm. people because in order to connect that means i need to be a good listener which a lot of mm-hmm. times we're not and i've had to especially as a leader i've had to really stop i love to talk and so i've had to really nikki listen and learn right and so it's listening to people listening to what they bring to the table listening to um listening to some of their beliefs, listening, listening, just, just listening and being aware of, of who people are, asking questions, uh, getting to know people. And, and that's how we connect with one another, understanding that, you know what, Justin, you, you bleed like I bleed, you hurt like I hurt. We all have painful moments, understanding that everybody's going through something. They're not going through the same things that you are. You know, sometimes it's work related. Sometimes it's, you know, family related. But we are all going through something at this time. And being able to recognize that in another human being helps you connect. I think what what keeps people separated is that not understanding. Making it all about your world and your perception and your hurt and your pain. Um, we all hurt. We all have some painful things that that's happening or uh, that is happening right now, and and connecting is understanding that we are all in this human experience together. And if you're in that human experience, we're not going to be happy all the time. There is no positivity all the time and smiling and laughing all the time. There are going to be times when I come in and I may be down. And and yes, me too. Miss positivity may need some uplifting. Right? It makes me human. So connecting is understanding that you're human, I'm human. And uh, the connection comes because we both know that, right? We know that. Yeah, we know that. And it's facilitating that that connection. And I think that's one of the reasons I, I named this podcast Bridging Impact, obviously to bridge you know, um, wisdom from experienced leaders like yourself to young leaders like myself and whoever else is listening. Right. But it's also, I think, about connecting and, and recognizing that we are all human. I think a lot of times I, I'm a big believer in intergenerational 
leadership, which is why I reach out to a lot of experienced leaders like yourself and try and learn and connect because I believe that, you know, of course that I can learn from you, but I'm sure you can learn from me and other people. Exactly. It's like it goes both ways. And I think there's been so much division in terms of media and right. Like that's probably a full other podcast (laughs) that we could do. Um, But I, I am such a big believer in this piece of connection. And so what is kind of your vision for culture creation? What is that kind of like almost to go back to the better world challenge and and the (laughs) podcast that we did before is like, what's this future that you're envisioning for, you know, youth being able to connect with one another better and teachers being able to connect with one another and leaders being able to connect with one another better. So my vision of, of, uh, for culture creation is that, we all begin to understand that we create our own culture, that no one can come in and create culture for you. That's something that you must do for yourself. And so the understanding, envision a world where each person understands that they create the world that they live in. I mean, envision that for one moment, where every person wakes up in the morning and they understand that the world that they see is what they've created. <laughs> and of course, I can't see people waking up saying, oh, I want to create something negative today, right? I want to create a lot of drama today. I think that if we understood that the, whatever we see outside of us is not even real, it's what we create up here, that's our reality. And when we understand that, that's what building culture is all about. We're taking care of our personal culture first so that then when we go out and if I choose every day that I'm gonna create a positive culture, then I go in and I create positive experiences. And so that's the goal of culture creation is that we start to wake people up where they see that you create this life. No one has created it for you. You create it. And if you woke up this morning, guess what? you get a chance to create your reality every single day. Yeah, I love it. And it's being being your own creator of, of your own life yeah. in that way. Then you can go out and, and serve other people on your team exactly. and the people that you lead and continue to keep moving forward and make strides for, for you know, making a better world. It. So I love it. Exactly, yeah, me too. And I think as we kind of wrap up this conversation in this podcast, you know, what advice do you have for young leaders like myself and for those that are listening? I admire you so much. Let me say that first. The things that you're doing just to spread positivity, to, to talk about kindness, that to me is huge. And I think it's, it's, it's something we should all do, no matter how old we are, you know, how young we are. It's something we should all be doing in the world that we live in right now. That keeps that that divide keeps us from connecting, uh, because there's a divide there in in belief systems. And so, but we we both we all believe that you know we should create a space of love and kindness, and and so what you're doing here with the podcast and other things that I see you do, Justin, you are changing the world, right? No matter if it's one person you're talking to or 10, I don't care, that one person will go out and make a positive impact on somebody else. So uh, what I would say to the leaders out there, because sometimes when we 
uh, start to explore our own leadership. And we want to do some things and take some risks. And maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to start a podcast. Maybe you want to get on social media and just start putting out some positive messages. The things that keep us from doing that is we start to say, but who am I to do this? Mm. Who, I don't have any followers. I don't have right. you know, enough. You know, we always think of lack. Like, I don't have enough people or, you know, supporting me. Whatever that is, continue to push because it's always that one person. And if you can impact that one person, think about all the, the people that that one person can impact just from your message. So what I would say uh, to young leaders is find that space, uh, find that space in the world where you feel you're, you're in your purpose and you do what you've been called to do. Have the courage to do it. And don't think so much about, oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough friends. I don't have, don't think lack. Think of what you do have. And when you think of what you do have, then you can build on that. And so that's what I would encourage young leaders to do, is to find that space, find that thing that they love to do, and don't let anything stop you from doing it find you time to do it yeah i love that and first off I, I appreciate the kind words and you know i've had others inspire me to be able to do that and i hope to continue inspiring others and when i find that when i think i'm lacking you know the followers you know yeah. dollars whatever it may be from the work i'm putting out it's when i put the most pressure on myself and i enjoy it the least and then i bring the least amount of value and joy to the world right. and then when i focus on what i what i do have and the opportunities like we're having another conversation because of this podcast yeah. that I, I wouldn't have had before, right? And if there's only like three to five people listening and one maybe my mom and two my dad and the other three are, are some friends, then that's that's fine. That's great. And I think going back, like this is an opportunity for someone, whether they're driving, they're cooking, right? We're in their living room right now or their, their car. Like how cool is that? Like 50 years ago, like we didn't have that reach. And so recognizing that and, and that someone said that to me on a podcast that on this podcast and I was like, whoa, right? Like, why do I need a hundred people in my living room? Like if five is cool yeah. and you know, we can have a conversation after they messaged me and said, this was awesome. Right. Yeah. So I think just, just recognizing that. So I, I think that's great advice. And um, you know, what are some resources that you can plug about yourself or other things that you're reading or learning that you want to share? And then where can people find you and learn more about what you do? And, and honestly get a little bit of positive content. Uh -huh. in your life. I, I love uh, something you just said. I want to say something about that. It's, um, and I can't okay. think of what you just said. Uh, so if I think about it, I'll, I'll, I'll reinforce that message that you just said. I can't think of what you just said. But anyway, um, for me, uh, my, my uh, reading this year is the Bible. Uh, there have been a lot of things that have happened in, in my personal life. Uh, that has really, uh, I think, caused me to be closer with, with God. And so my goal this year is to read the Bible. So every morning I get up, I, I have created me a prayer room. I watch the movie, I don't know if you've heard of the movie, War Room. Uh, and, and in the War Room, uh, the lady calls her prayer closet a war room. Well, I just call mine simply a prayer closet. I have my, my prayers on the wall. I have my Bible, and every day I'm reading, you know, uh, from the New Testament, and then I read a little bit from, I mean, a little bit from the Old Testament and then the New Testament. 
So that's going to be my biggest reading. I'm also writing uh, again, and I'm excited about the book I'm writing. Uh, this book is a nonfiction book, but it's about a principal in a struggling school and then how he's going to turn that school around based on a lot of the self-leadership skills that I'm talking to you guys about today. So I'm excited about that book. Uh, I am going out and I am uh, speaking, like you said, almost everywhere. Uh, I've been yeah. called in to speak, and the message is simply about being and how we lead ourselves mm -hmm. and how we get a chance to create this life. And I talk to people about that, and they're empowered by that, and especially at this moment when you feel like COVID has you strapped. I'm saying, no, it doesn't. Right. No, it doesn't. COVID doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't control us. It, you may feel like it does, but it doesn't. We're still moving. We're still, you know, out there doing stuff. Uh, yeah. We're learning to live with COVID. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I'm, I'm out there on Twitter uh, sometimes. I'm not as I'm not as present on, on social media as I used to be, but I'm on Twitter at Nikki Spears Four. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, I'm on Facebook, Nikki Spears Author. Uh, and then my website is www.nikkispears.com or uh, you can look, look me up at culturecreation.com. But culture creation, creation is spelled C-R-E, I don't know if you see, C-R-E, the number eight I-O-N. So it's not, you know, so it's the number eight I-O-N. Uh, so that's me, Justin. That's what I'm doing. I'm out there spreading that positive message just a lot like you. And I'm excited to talk to you more and, and how we can connect and just build a bigger bridge together, right? That's what it's all about. I love it. Let's keep bridging that impact. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time today, Nikki. And I look forward to connecting more. And I hope the, the listeners reach out to you and reach out to myself and we continue this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bridging Impact Podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it. Hope you got a lot out of it, took a lot of notes, and you're ready to bridge that impact. The best way you can support this podcast is by liking, commenting, subscribing, sharing on social media, writing us a review, and giving us five stars on Spotify. So we appreciate y'all for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode.